Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Friends You Can Keep podcast. We are back. Um, I'm going to jump right in because we've got a lot of things to talk about in this mini episode. I have a lot of notes written down. Um, let me just double check these I have notes. one note written down. Does it fall in a category of any kind? I don't know. I'll, I'll find a spot for it. Okay. Um, my first one, I'm going to start with The Watcher because we've watched a lot of things recently. Um, I watched a lot of things. And we're not going to, we won't go into like lengthy, detailed descriptions and stuff like that, but we'll give uh, our thoughts. The first thing that comes to my mind, because we just watched it so recently, is A Quiet Place Part 2. Oh my god, I hated it. It was I mean, they fantastic. did hate it. It was a great movie, but I absolutely hated it. <laughs> It was absolutely fantastic. I started it in the mountains and got interrupted and couldn't finish it and then finished it. Started it again and finished it, it here with you. It is just as good as the first one Oh, somehow. so good. My only criticism, and I told this, I said this to you watching it. My only criticism is, and it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer and also the movie's kind of old at this point, but yeah, it starts at the beginning of like the apocalypse or whatever you want to call it in this movie right when the so it takes you back before the first movie and i wish there would have been more of that maybe there will be because like i enjoyed i enjoyed the whole movie but i wish there would have been more of like the the prequel type stuff it was such a good story yeah and like the stuff happening was exhilarating and thrilling like everything else in the movie Uh. was um, there were parts that were way too much for me, but not not done in poor taste at all. It just were it was a lot. I spent a lot of time well, under I'm a blanket. Interested to see because they did already announce they're making a third one. I'm interested to see what that one will entail because there's definitely you and I said it when the movie ended. There's a lot of opened questions that they don't it answer. Ends so abrupt. It ends very abruptly. And, like, there are stuff that's, like, what they were trying to do kind of is closed off. Like, yeah. the main storyline ends. But they... In that in the second movie. The main storyline of the second movie ends. Yes. But there's these offshoots that, like, stuff happens and they don't ever yeah. address it at mm-hmm. the end of the movie. Or before the end of the movie. So, I'm, I'm interested to see what the third one does. Um, the other thing, one of the other things we watched was the new Rescue Rangers movie on Disney Plus. And that was also fantastic. John Mulaney and Andy Samberg play Chip and Dale. They were great voices for that. They were great. And the writing, I don't know if they wrote it. I don't know who wrote it. It was brilliant. Mm -hmm. So many cameos. So many references. So many references and Easter eggs. It was such a smart movie. Yeah. And it was written clearly with the adult audience in mind yes it was definitely written with like you can watch this with your kids yeah. but we made this for the kids quote unquote who are now adults because they watched rescue yes. rangers growing up right and they watched all the other movies that are referenced in there. yes and it's funny because roger rabbit does make a cameo and i think we said at one point like this gives off very roger rabbit vibes oh yeah like it's a very uh-huh. and there's been there's a lot of online theories that are like this is a secret sequel 
to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's that same. What's well, the same? People with um, tunes and. Yeah, I forget what it's called. I forget what they call it when it's the animation and the live action together. Together, because Space Jam was that. Space way. Jam was that way. What was the other one though? Fantastic Mr. Fox, Space Jam, Space Jam New Legacy. Fantastic Mr. Fox? Not Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I don't know why I was thinking Fantastic Mr. Fox. I was like, wait, where was there real <laughs> no, people there in wasn't. Fantastic Mr. Fox? A couple episodes of Phineas and Ferb, but they don't interact with each other. Right. Right, that's... Um, But it's fantastic. I still haven't watched... There's a TikTok video that I saved that was literally just like... I rounded up all the Easter eggs in Rescue Rangers... So you don't have to. And I still have yet to watch it. Because I know there's stuff we missed. There's Because there's so many. There's so many Easter eggs in this movie. Mm-hmm. And references. And it's just, it's too good. Um, the last thing I have. Oh, no. Uh, second to last one. If you're aware at all of any of this whole true crime thing with the thing about Pam. Woo! The so new good. Renee Zellweger show on phenomenal. NBC. Um, it's phenomenal. If you have the chance, Kelly watched that. I didn't, so I can't recommend it. Um, but I do recommend if you that you watch the real thing about Pam, the newest one. You can watch. I watched the original one. It's uh, it's on Peacock under Dateline Specials. Oh, but. If you watch the real thing about Pam, their update, it cu- you don't need to watch both. Okay. Um, if you know this show, and I'm sure we've talked about it before, we are uh, gigantic fans of Keith Morrison from Keith Dateline. Mor- we- we're not alone in that, though. No, we're not. Keith Morrison has a gigantic, weird to, fan base. That has covered episodes is, of Dateline. Who Everyone is led, loves him. Who is led by Bill Hader. Bill Hader is the, probably the biggest Keith Morrison fan on the planet. And most people agree it's the sound of his voice yeah. and the things that he says. It's the way he says it. It's his tone. He's so sharp-tongued. His without affectation. Even, I feel like without even meaning to. No. Because he's definitely not being rude. No. It comes across that way in like a comical way. He's not coming across like a dick. No. Um, but this that episode, to that credit, is peak. The oh. real thing about Pam is peak. Keith Morrison. They do use a lot of what they have in like the beginning stages. Like when they did their original um, episode, she hadn't been. There was no trial yet for her. Yeah. So like her husband, the woman who died. Yeah. Her, her husband had just gotten out of jail. Oh. No. No. He was in jail. I don't even think his trial had started oh. yet. So, but like a lot of those initial interview type things that they did yeah. was used in the newer one. Oh, okay. Um, but they had a lot to add. Those unfamiliar with the trial itself and the whole uh, story, the district attorney at the time, right? Yeah, the DA. Yeah, the DA. She heavily believed that Pam was innocent. Well, no, and when she you believed... fast forward, oh yeah, it's a mess. the reason this is Keith, like peak Keith Morrison. You fast forward in time; she is no longer the DA at this point of the interview because like, she lost to a guy who yeah. ran on the platform of Pam did it. Yeah, Keith Morrison is interviewing this woman, 
And she, I forget how she says it, because she doesn't flat out say it, but in a very legalese, DA Mm. way, says that she still believes that Pam is innocent. She still believes the husband did it. And Keith Morrison is sitting with his head in his hand, and when the camera turns and cuts to him, he picks his head up with the most bewildered look on his face and goes, you still think she didn't do it? And, like, it's so the flabbergasted by it. is, like, disgust. Yes! And there are at least three moments like that. And it's all with her. And this is not, this is not But the a, whole thing itself, the whole documentary, the whole Dateline episode is amazing. The, the whole case is bonkers. Because the fact yes. that they even found her husband guilty at all is yeah. absurd. And you find out it's because the DA is an asshole. Yeah. But... It is just, it just keeps getting deeper and deeper. This poor guy has a full alibi with a time-stamped receipt. Mm-hmm. And they make up some bullshit story about how he had, all of his friends were well, in he's on playing, it. he's playing poker with his buddy. No, no, not poker. Dungeons and Dragons. D&D. I thought, I Something thought. Something similar. I don't know if, they never say what game. Yeah. But it's a role play. They're playing Catan, like him and his buddies. <laughs> uh, no, um, they're playing Cones of Dunshire. Yeah. Great yeah. reference. Great reference for those of you that get it. For those of you that don't, look, you it, know, up. You know. look it up. Yeah, if you know, you know. <laughs> um, him and his buddies play Cones of Dunshire, like, I think it was every week or every month or some shit I like that. I think it's every Tuesday or something Yeah, like it was that. whatever day. And he leaves that, stops at a Taco Bell? Arby's. Arby's, an Arby's. Remember? Because we had Arby's for dinner. Stops, <laughs> yeah, so weird. Stops at an Arby's, gets dinner, has the receipt. Comes home, his wife is dead. Finds his wife dead. They try to spin this story. Because he calls 911 and he's hysterical. That, yes. And he a was, little. He was too, too hysterical. Stop that. Stop doing that. Um, but they try to spin this story that, like, he drove home and murdered his wife and his buddies went to the Arby's and got the receipt. No, he and drove gave home in his friend's vehicle, mur- took off That's all of right. his clothes, That's murdered right. her in the nude. Yeah. Because they didn't find any blood on any of his clothing. Anywhere except for a pair of slippers. Yeah. Oh, it's just. It's so nuts. There's so many things wrong with all of it. And this wacko... Which, am I making it up? But in that Dateline episode, didn't they say, like, they nicknamed them, like, the stabbing slippers or something like that? The murder slippers. There it was. They... <laughs> no, the police called them the murder slippers. Yeah. And when I was watching the documentary, I was like... Well, I remember, the... I remember when it came up in the Dateline episode, and I was like, for real? Not that... This when is I was thing? watching the Hulu... The, the show with Renee Zellweger. I mean, how do you not call them the stabbing slippers, considering, wasn't that woman found with, like, a knife still in her head? Neck. Her neck, that's right. Um, They're but, like, it couldn't have been suicide, because how would she have done it? Oh, it was just so sad. But, um, yeah, so if, you, if you're if you a fan of true crime... Well, you also have to watch it just to find out who... So, I, I forget what the woman, the victim's name was. But her husband, who was found guilty, went to jail for four years and was then released. Uh, who he's now married to. Because okay. that is wild. <laughs> if you're a fan of true crime, if you're a fan of Dateline, if you're a fan of Keith Morrison, I highly suggest the episode is called The Real Thing About Pam. It's mm-hmm. on Peacock. And it is just the quintessential Keith Morrison episode. I think he also does all the Lori Vallow ones, which she's a scumbag, but they're good ones for if you like Keith Morrison. Sure. She killed her kids. And then I should have did The Watcher last because every story after this is not going to matter. Uh, I also watched Candy on Hulu, which is another true crime. The Jessica Biel show with the 
with, a, with an shit. appearance from Justin Timberlake. Yeah, he plays the a cameo. He plays the sheriff. Uh, it is star studded. Everyone in that show is amazing. Who it's, plays the the husband was some guy on Veep. The guy that she's having an affair oh, with is, it the... is Shane from The Walking Dead. Oh. Again, no surprise, he plays a total dick. John Bernthal's in it? Pretty sure. I didn't know that. I'm pretty... Is the, is the husband the real tall, yeah. shitty guy from uh-huh. Veep they just make fun of the uh-huh. whole... That's yeah. why I thought so. I remembered him in the trailer. Perfect. Perfect in that role. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. Um... Yeah, I it's it was really it's a little bit bloodier than the thing about Pam, so just bit, fair warning. But I handled it. So. But our final watcher uh, recommendation. It's been a while since we've recorded episodes, so to some of you, this may be old news. If you follow us on Instagram, which you should at the friends you keep, oh, and on Twitter at the friends you keep, um. Kelly and I, I think the weekend it came out, if not the day it came mm. out, watched. The I think it came out on a Friday, and we watched it on a Saturday. Saturday. So it was the weekend it came out. We watched uh, Christina Pajitsky's new stand-up special called Mom Jeans <laughs> on Netflix. Very funny. That was good. If you don't know who Christina Pajitsky is, you should be ashamed of yourself. Tom Segura. Tom Segura is her husband, so she's clearly. Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, that whole crowd. But they, her comedy is a little bit different. They host the Your Mom's House podcast, which we have definitely talked about on here before. Um, but her special was hysterical. I loved it. I loved her, her first special that she did. Yeah. This one was definitely a little bit different. Yeah. I think just the opening, because like she kind of goes like off on like a tangent at the beginning that i was just sort of bored by but then it picks right back up and i was like okay that was just like a little a little bit well and i didn't i'm mad because i so i posted about us liking it on instagram i'm mad because in the post i didn't address what you and i said which was her um her outfit her whole look in that special is on point Uh, she looks amazing that suit was phenomenal that she had on but the special is hysterical. Um, we posted about it on Instagram, how much we liked it, how funny yeah. it was. Said the truth that she is one of our favorite comedians. Definitely. Um, and then that night, the biggest thing <laughs> that I think ever happened to this show, uh, that night I got a notification on Instagram that at Christina P has follow has no has liked your post and i went in and i'm like huh and i clicked on it and it's got the little blue check mark Mm -hmm. it was verified at the christina p it's not some fan account or some weird hacker trying to get money it was actually her and then right above that notification is at the christina p follows you on instagram (laughs) So we were very excited. We put up multiple stories and posts about it. I texted my cousin. I texted my friends. Like, it was probably one of the biggest things that ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> that Christina Pajitsky follows our podcast on Instagram. It was wild. Um, it's not really surprising, though. Because she seems... I think so. No, I mean that, like... Not that she does it to everyone, but she kind of seems like the kind of person that would like f- follow someone and like things showing support for her 
Yeah, I guess. Well, see, liking things I could see, sharing it to your story I could see, because a lot of comedians do that to promote their specials. Yeah. But, like, following is a strange one. Now, I'm, I am in no me. I did not immediately let this go to my head. I am not assuming that she is the one who's running her Instagram all the time, if ever at all. I am not assuming that, like, this is, this is a rare occasion. Christina P. doesn't just follow anyone. Um, but it's still a big deal. It's yeah, still a big deal to me. Um, so there's that. Big deals all around. Um, that's the last of our Watcher segment. I have two noticeable notes, which I think are interesting. The first one being that uh, Lego has announced... This really just goes out to, well, I don't, I don't know our whole audience, but this is dedicated to one of our listeners, mm. and you know who you are. Um, Lego has unveiled, which was released June first, a Lego Optimus Prime from the famed Transformers franchise. It is thirty at more than thirty-five centimeters tall in robot mode, and fifteen centimeters high as a truck. The set will be re- the set was released for one hundred and sixty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. It looks cool. Includes one thousand five hundred and eight pieces. How many was the BB eight? I have no idea. Nineteen points of articulation. It transforms into a truck without removing a single piece. Yeah, without needing to remove. But how many fall off when your two year old? I don't is- think. Oh, yeah, well, if you're just letting your two-year-old play with it. But that's on you. My other noticeable note, I was cleaning the bingo hall the other day. This was a couple weeks ago, actually. And a firefighter there, who we both know, his I will not say his last name, but his first name is Derek, drinks a very, very unhealthy amount of energy drinks. Usually it's Monster, usually it's Red Bull. Nothing really out of the ordinary for me. Um... But in the trash can, and it could have been somebody else. I'm assuming it's him because of the number of energy drinks that he right, drinks. Right, because he's notorious for them. But it could have been somebody else. In the trash can was an energy drink that I've now had to look up because I forgot the brand. C4 Energy is the name of the like overall brand and company, I guess. They make Starburst energy drinks. Ew. So when I Googled it, they have uh, cherry or strawberry. That's it? Looks like it. I mean, why you wouldn't make orange. And lemon. Is beyond me. Well. Just go for all four. Yeah, that's also true. Like, what is the point of making. But also, like, out of all of them, why the fuck would you make strawberry? Gross. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Um, I thought that was strange. And I really wanted to bring that up because I thought there was nothing weirder than a there starburst are, energy There drink. are so many weird ones out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Well, Coke had them for a while. They still do. Oh, there, yeah, there's Coke energy, yeah. And there's the Coke with caffeine in it. Or not coffee. 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 I really want to try it because <laughs> I'm... Of course Coke has caffeine in it. I'm intrigued by what that flavor is. Yeah. Um, I only have... Mine is like summer related, I guess. This is something I learned a really long time ago, and I just just forgot about it. 
but it's probably more appropriate for this episode getting close to summertime. Okay. I don't even remember what we were watching where we learned that a woman's fear of bugs is biological. Oh, it was um, Good Mythical Morning when they ranked. Oh, the fears. The fears. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So women developed a fear of bugs so that when they were out gathering the food, they would avoid deadly bugs to protect themselves and their families. So, you can't help, we cannot help ourselves. You can thank Stevie for that tidbit. It's biological. I don't know if that's the right word. It's not genetic, because it, it's like a defense mechanism. It's 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 through evolution. Like, I think biological is the correct, the most correct. Yeah. But it's like something that we developed as a protection. And just, it has never left. Huh? Sort of like the pinky toe. <laughs> it's useless. <laughs> Male nipple. <laughs> well, you have those because you can't help it. Everyone's female at first. The yeah. male the male gene comes last. But why haven't we just evolved at some point? They just... Because it's too late. By the ti- it shouldn't be. By the time the male gene... Men is... don't need nipples. Yeah, but like they can't just fall off when why not? they're in there. Why can't skin just grow over them? I don't know. At some point. Because your body's like, I don't know, you need these still. You don't. Men don't need nipples. I don't know. Um, the last... Oh, I have. This was from Weird and Weird and Wild Stuff. I forgot about that one and I wrote it down in my notes. Do I not have it saved? Oh, is it on Instagram? I'm really going to kick myself in the ass if I don't still have this saved. Because it was such an interesting thing. Uh, where are you? God damn it. I got rid of it at some point, and that's so infuriating. So, I will just tell you that um, somebody decided that it was a great idea to make a gummy... That was the human centipede. What? So it's... People stitched ass to mouth? It's three, like, little gummy people stitched ass to mouth. And there's, like, what looks like a gummy worm that goes through, like, the middle of them. And they're molded to... On their hands and knees. Why? I don't know. Who wanted that? I don't know. People? They just made it for themselves? Or they manufactured it? I don't think it was manufactured. I think this was made... Like a once and done. Ew. I'm really mad I don't have the article now. That's disgusting. Um, but I will leave you with this. I had another one, but it's not important enough. But I will leave you with this weird and wild stuff. I think it's a great one to add on because while it is gross to some, it's very funny to me. And it goes in with our the thing about Pam conversation. Oh, dear. An Arby's manager, so this is from Business Insider, and it was published May 16th, 2022. An Arby's manager admitted to urinating at least twice in the company's milkshake mixture, according to a report from the Vancouver Police in Washington. 
The police said in a press release that they obtained footage of the night manager, Stephen Sharp, urinating into a milkshake mix container. Sharp confirmed the incident with police and said he had done it for sexual gratification, according to the release. The Vancouver police said they are looking for individuals who may have purchased the contaminated milkshakes on October 30th or 31st of 2021. At the Arby's location at 221 Northeast 104 Avenue, Vancouver, Washington. Local news outlet The Columbian said that on the day Sharp allegedly contaminated the mixture, between 30 and 40 milkshakes were served and cited a statement from another manager at Arby's that was taken in court on Wednesday. Sharp said he was almost sure that he disposed of the mixture after urinating in it, but he also said that it wasn't thrown in the trash. It would have been served the very, if it wasn't thrown in the trash, it would have been served the very next day the publication reported. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. I mean. An Arby spokesperson said that his actions were abhorrent and unacceptable. We have taken immediate action with the franchise group who terminated the former employee and is fully cooperating with the authorities in their investigation, an RB spokesperson told the publication. Crazy. Crazy. The police said they initially found evidence that Arby's milkshake mix had been contaminated after their digital evidence cyber crime unit began investigating Sharp over allegedly possessing and selling photos and videos related to, quote, the sexual exploitation of children. Oh, God. The unit alleged at least one image was downloaded within proximity of the Arby's restaurant. Oh, my God. So he was being investigated for kitty porn, and then they also found out that he peed in the milkshake mix. Last week, Sharp confessed to downloading and distributing the images, according to the police. He has since been booked into Clark County Jail on four charges related to child pornography. The police said the investigation is still underway. Oh, my God. Sweet Jesus. What in the hell? I mean, lucky for you, if you drank a pee milkshake, I don't think it's going to kill you the lemon snow cone wouldn't it kind of taste funny who knows depends on like what else is how much eventually pee. doesn't your pee smell like ammonia so like wouldn't yeah it's also sterile not when it initially comes out once it comes into contact with something else it's no longer sterile why not well you can't like pee somewhere and then like the pee that's down there is no longer sterile. it has it has the germs from yeah of the milkshake you're not pissing on the ground and then dumping it in there right, but like, like if you drink it that just because there's pee in it doesn't mean it's sterile i guess because like bacteria will grow in there i was just trying to make a dodgeball reference but um that's all we have for this week we'll see you guys next week with a very exciting episode of the show for kelly and myself. Um, Mostly for me. Uh, I will tell you, buckle up. It's going to be a lot of... But we'll talk about that more when we get to it. Uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this and download it or do whatever you do with podcasts. I've kind of lost track. Um, our summer series will be coming out soon. I know we've talked about that in the last couple episodes. And, uh, yeah, we do this podcast for the, quote, sexual gratification. <laughs> Good night. Thank <laughs> you.